Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're listening to the Grind Ethics Mixtape Show, and I'm your host, Victory, BX Supreme Promoter, basically. Nah, I mean, I'm Shane, basically. Yo, I got a young lady on the line, about to interview her. Her name is Love Jack, representing Pop That Personality Podcast Show. Nah, I mean, I'm Shane. Matter of fact, after the show, um, check out Pop That Personality. Where can where, where can we get that? Matter of fact, where can we check that out at? It's on uh, all streaming platforms. You can go on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google Playlist. I believe Overcast. You actually go to my Instagram page, which is p underscore d a t underscore p. You click the link in my bio. Everything you need is right there. Basically, basically. So what made you want to start your own podcast show? Well, um, uh, my friends, I ain't going to lie to you, my friends, they kind of gas me up, right? Uh, they always tell me that, you know, they think I'm funny. A lot of the things that I say when I'm talking, like, I'll be dead ass serious, but for some reason, people just tend to find it entertaining. Um, I do feel like I have a different perspective of looking at things. Uh, I would like to consider myself multifaceted and I have this ability to be able to mix uh, the hood with a, a bit more polished look and blend it together. Like, you know, like trying to bridge the gap because, you know, you got people sometimes that be like, oh, they really don't understand things when it's not coming from a voice that's relatable to them. But I think that I have that gift. So it just inspired me to start a podcast. Well, that's cool. That's cool. That's just like me, though, because I kind of like bridge the gap between the hood and uh, what you call the non-hood. I don't know what the fuck you want to call it. There's a lot of worlds outside the hood. <laughs> you got the corporate world, the suburban world, <laughs> the religious world. It's a whole world that's outside of the hood, and sometimes people don't get to experience. And code switching is a real thing. Like, you know, I can be in the hood. And I'm chilling with the gang. I'm like, yo, what's up? I'm like, yes, that, that, that. But when you get in certain places, you know, it ain't, that's not always the vibe you got to bring. You got to not, I don't want to use the term clean it up, but you got to know how to cold switch. Sometimes you just got to bring a different energy and a different vibe. And a lot of people don't know how to do that. So I feel like I, I'm one of those people where I can do it and I do bridge the gap. And I feel like with the urban community, there's a lot of shit that we need. And a lot of, we need to view things differently instead of having like a one-track mind. I tend to see that that's a problem that, you know, with millennials, we tend to have. Exactly. Not just, even people my age, because I'm 41, and I'm like, this cat's in the late 30s, early 40s that haven't left the hood yet. I mean, they probably left the hood. They probably went to other cities or whatever. But, bro, you've been going down south since you was a little kid, who who in the motherfucking hood don't go down south? Like, come on, bro, go to California, go to motherfucking Minnesota or or, or somewhere other than the south. <laughs> Sometimes it's like people they like they'll Miami you to death, Atlanta you to death, <laughs> Vegas you to death. It's like yo. Right now, you know, with the COVID and everything, it's like we kind of shut out from the world. But when it wasn't like that, there's a whole wild world out there. And I feel like 
when you get to go different places and experience different things, it makes you well-rounded because you're out of your element. You know, it forces you to grow, and you're not you're in an element that you're not used to. And overall, I think it just helps make you a better person. Yeah, exactly. I feel like, like me, I'm not limited to, to the hood. And you could tell by my voice I'm a hood nigga. But <laughs> but I'm not limited to just the hood. Like, there's times when I want to get the hell out the Bronx. And, and I'm like, and somebody might invite me to, like, a South Central LA. I'm like, no, bro. I don't. Like, my man Sacrifice, he was like, yo, I'm going to bring you to South Central. I'm like, bro. I'm from the Bronx. I'm not going to another hood. <laughs> I'm not going to another hood. You know, I'm not doing that. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm from the hood. You know what I mean? But, um... That's, but, that's one of my favorite things to do. Like, when I do travel, I like to go to the hood. I like to see different heads. I don't know why. That's one thing I love to do whenever I travel. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, I mean... I just don't want to get shot nowhere else. <laughs> oh, man. But I'd rather just... Huh? You know when you go because you stick out like a sore thumb, so they automatically know, like, yeah, this person ain't from out here. But most of the time, they don't... I don't know, maybe because I'm a woman, but most of the time when I travel places and I do go to the head, I don't have any problems. It's just, I like to see, you know, what, what the hood is like outside of where I'm from. I'm from Boston. So we got a we got a few projects, but we got a lot of side streets. So I know hoods out here is going to be different from the hoods in New York. Going to be different from the hoods in LA. Going to be different from the hoods down south. So it's just something to experience. Do I want to hang out? Nah, but I want to see. You know, something to experience. Yeah, of course. Were you from Roxbury? Nah, I'm not from Roxbury. I'm from Dorchester. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know a little bit about Boston, Roxbury. Uh, 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 who's from? Right, no, this is from Roxbury. <laughs> Yo, I'm sorry, I'm a fucking nerd. Like, nah. So in Boston, we have Dorchester, we have Roxbury, we got Hyde Park, we got Madison, at the South End, um, Mission Hill, like Jamaica Plain couple different places, but I'm from Dorchester. That's not too far from Brockville. It's about maybe a maybe a 15, 20 minute drive, depending on which part you're going to. Yo, I gotta say, I gotta say, a big shout out to my man Mighty Casey. He's out there, you know. But well, he's from Boston, but he's traveling all over the place. But big shout out to my boy. Actually, my brother, Henry, my cousin Henry, he's out there in um, um, Boston. I've been to Boston when I was 17 years old. Years ago, did you like it? It was cool, yo. When I, first time I went to Boston, I was like, "Yo, this place is dumb small." Cause you know, I'm from New York, so <laughs> I go to another city, and I'm like, "Yo, I go to Boston." I'm like, "Yo, this place is dumb small." It was smaller than me because I'm from out here. I'm like, "Yo," but I liked it though. It was cool. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I, you know, home is home. I've definitely lived in other places, but there's no place like home. A lot of people um, from Boston, they call themselves wanting to move out, like, oh, I want a brand new start. I want to move somewhere else, which I'm pretty sure people do wherever, like, you know, when they're from their hometown. But I think Boston in particular is a metropolis. Like, if you know what you're doing, 
you can you can make well off in Boston. It's just a lot of people don't apply themselves, and I guess that's kind of wherever it is that you really at. I don't know. People be running. I don't know why, but I love Boston. Home is home. I hear that. I hear that. I wish I could feel that same way. God bless your heart. I, I, I wish I could. I wish I could feel that same way about New York because I don't like New York like that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sister. But it's never been a time that I loved living in New York. Even when I was a little kid, I was like, "Yo, I want to go to South Dakota." <laughs> New York is good for a weekend. Like I can hang out in New York for a weekend, maybe uh, uh, like a week at max, and then I'm alright. I gotta go back home. Like <laughs> New York is just it's a different vibe. I like New York for its because it it's a place where you could make money, place where you could rise up, and also uh, the music history. You know, because I'm a history buff, so that's that's about it. You know. <laughs> But, well, I got a lot of a lot of nice places and good food, so like you know, you can't just. Well, I mean, you know, you don't feel how you feel. I can't tell you how to feel, but I like New York is cool. A week is my master in New York. I can't do anything old that. I like New York, but I don't really love it. I like it sometimes. See, New York to me is like living in New York is like. Me living with a woman that I can't stand, and I might like her sometimes, but I don't really love her. But I'm living in her house because I got no choice. <laughs> That's. <laughs> I was going to leave. I was going to visit Florida. But since the pandemic popped off, I'm like, damn, this had to happen now. And then I spend the money and I spend the money that I had to uh, that, that I was going to use to to go over there. I'm like, damn, this shit is whack. Yeah, you wouldn't have wanted to go to Florida. It was a hot spot. Actually... Yeah, I heard it was a hot spot. It was hot spot. I mean, I don't believe in no pandemic, to tell you the truth. This is not really real. I mean, the virus is real, but not the pandemic. Um, motherfuckers, is, is the doctors, the hospitals are reporting fake numbers. And then you got people with underlying diseases, you know, um, dying on top of COVID. But so, a lot yeah, of these people, some of these people is going to die anyway, though, with or without COVID. Mm-hmm. Well, I heard that the hospitals, they're getting more money if when a person dies, they put COVID as the cause of death. They're getting more funding. They're getting money for submitting a, 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 a so-called patient of COVID. They're getting money for putting the, the, the thing in their nose, the ventilator, whatever you want to call it. You know, mm-hmm. they actually killed Fred the Godson. I think they really killed Fred the Godson, the rapper. Yeah, that shit was crazy. Yeah. yeah. And he and plus he was in Lincoln Hospital. If you don't know about Lincoln Hospital in the Bronx, that's one of the worst hospitals in New York. Not just in the Bronx, but in New York. That's hilarious because in Boston, we got uh, Carney Hospital. It's like 
if I get shot or if anything is wrong with me, don't you ever take me there. Just leave me on my couch if it's like that. So I can only imagine. <laughs> oh, damn. That's crazy. So, uh, so name the topics of your show, the topics that you actually talked about. Alright, so I'm actually five episodes in. So on my first episode, I was talking about uh, loyalty and whether or not uh, can you be loyal without being monogamous to a person? Because I think that that there's a little bit of uh, a little bit of fuzz around the word loyalty. My second episode, I was talking about the importance of having different friends for different shit, right? My third episode, uh, I was talking about polygamy because that, that's also a hot topic. I feel like a lot of dudes right now, they get excited about, you know, hearing about the possibility of having two women and don't think the whole thing through. So exactly. I, <laughs> the actual the episode of that, well, the title of that episode is, you mean polygamy? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what? <Well, laughs> You can have as many wives as you can afford, so niggas forget that fine print, right? Uh, my fourth episode was about being a first-generation American. Uh, I am first-generation American by way of Liberia. Both of my parents are West African. Shout out L.I.B. And my last episode, which just dropped, I think, last Thursday, was about, uh, it was actually a credit starter pack. I feel like financial literacy is important in the hood. And I was just giving a couple Jews and dropping a few loopholes to get you started on your credit path if that's something that you're interested in. Okay. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Nah, it's all good. It's funny how you spoke about polygamy because I'm glad you, you, you seem like you're not against the idea, but... You did raise a point, a valuable point, when you said you got to have polygamy money. A lot of cats be talking all that polygamy shit, but don't have... It's not about you just sexing off and, and sexing off with a couple of few females. You got to have, you gotta take care of these females. Like King Solomon. King Solomon was a polygamist, but he took care of all his wives. Like, don't listen to Ghostface. Y'all motherfuckers be on that Ghostface shit. Remember Ghostface? Well, then again, you probably don't remember Ghostface and Jodeci when he was like, when he was like, King Solomon had many wives. A lot of y'all niggas got excited when he said that. Even myself. But he didn't say anything about taking care of these women. You got to take care of these women. Matter of fact, remember, um, you know about Fela Kute. He had like over 10 wives. Yeah. He took care of them. This is what I'm saying. Like people hear it and they automatically get inside, get excited. It's like in true Islamic culture, like without us westernizing it, you're allowed to have up to four wives. And all four of your wives, you have to financially provide for them, and equally at that. So if you like your second wife more than you like your fourth wife, that doesn't matter. If you get one a Dima, the other one has to have a binge. You can't call her a Honda or put in a Kia. Because you're mad at it. Nah, it has to be an even playing field. And I just think, like like I said, dudes just get excited about being able to have sex with more than one female. But it's like, you think about it. Do you really want four women and you're up to four women in your life consistently? That's four attitudes you got to deal with. Four people you got to make happy. Like, 
that's a lot. Four different people you got to exchange energy with. Like, for me, I wouldn't want to do it. But, you know, to each his own. I just thought that that was something that, like, you know, dudes really got to take into consideration, like, outside of the sex. Because if you're lucky enough, you can get you one girl, one woman, who might be into threesomes, or she might be a swinger, and y'all live like that. But to constantly have to put up with four different, up to four personalities, that's a lot. I don't know. I wouldn't be able to do it. I hear that. I mean, you might as well, if you're not going to uh, um, take care of these women, you might as well just have a wife and a mistress and a couple of other side pieces. I don't condone that. I condone polygamy outside of that, but a lot of cats ain't ready for that polygamy shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is it having a side, having a mistress and a side chick is more expensive because not only do you got to take care of them, if you don't want them to expose you, you got to come up off the hush money too. Oh, damn. See, she thought. I'm <laughs> up off the hush money because if you don't give me that, I'm snitching. And I ain't going to want you cheating ass neither. So, yeah, that's something to think about. Like, you see, you, see, you hear that, fellas? You hear that, fellas? You got to. <laughs> I, I guess it's cheaper to, to keep all of them. <laughs> it's, it's cheaper to keep it because hush money, it gets expensive quick. Yeah, yeah, it does get expensive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. But, you know, we from, um, yeah, because a lot of, a lot of so-called black Americans, um, I say so-called because I don't like the terminology, um, but... <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 really I'm really funny when it comes to terminologies. But anyway, um, a lot of Black Americans, uh, uh, so-called Black Americans, uh, um, females, they're like, oh, nah, nah, nah. But but us being from Africa, you know, we understand. But then again, Christian Africans are not with that polygamy shit because they Christian. Muslim Africans is different to a degree because, listen. My mom's is Nigerian. She ain't playing that coming home with two, three women. <laughs> she could be like, ah, Niyi, you're no good. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, they don't play that. They don't play that. It's so funny that was on that topic because, like, um, I told you one of my episodes was about that. And so I had uploaded, like, a snippet on um, Instagram or whatever. And, like, I felt like, even in my podcast episode, I talked about how, like, growing up, like, um, Africans always made me feel like I was too Americanized, but the hood always made me feel like I was too African. So- yo, that shit, yo, not to cut you off, but that's been my life. That's been my whole life to this day. Don't have to tell me, I know. Too African for the Americans and too American for the Africans. Yeah, like, it, and it's just it's crazy because it's like, yo, like, you're just really trying to find your balance in between the two because it's like, when you grow up in an African household, you're definitely going to get, you know, the African morals and the ways of life instilled in you because that's your home. But when you outside, you're in the hood, you know, and it's different. So sometimes it's like, growing, I know for me growing up, it wasn't necessarily an identity crisis, but I had to learn how to accept both things like, yo, I'm both. This is just what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. When I go to my, you know, my, um, if I'm hanging out with my American friends, yeah, we might, 
you know, get a, a double cheeseburger from McDonald's or something. But when I'm home, it's definitely fufu and pepper soup. Like, it is what it is. <laughs> she said fufu and pepper soup. What about jollof rice? <laughs> it's what it is. Like, rice, 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 rice for breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks. Y'all don't have jollof rice in, li- in Liberia? Yeah, we do have jollof rice, but Nigerians tend to tell us that our, our jollof rice is fried rice because we put vegetables in it. Oh, don't pay yeah, attention to them. But yeah, <laughs> that's a big thing. But it's it, yo, that's been my life. I know you've been teased a lot since you was a kid. That's been my whole. That's from elementary to high school. I've been teased a lot just for being African. I'm like, don't be oh, mad because I I got a direct link, nigga. What the fuck's wrong with you? You know it. You know we was teased. African booty scratcher, all that. Come Is on. It- Exactly, exactly. And I hate it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm about to say, you know, now everybody wants to be African. They got their dashikis. They listening to Burner Boy. They want to shaku shaku. So, you know. I know. Man, when we was growing up, it wasn't cool to be African. It wasn't cool. Of course. It was never cool. It was never cool. But, you know. Everything comes in full circle. Now everybody want to be African. It's cool. And I hate it when I was growing up. Motherfuckers always confuse Jamaicans with Africans. I'm like, okay, Jamaicans are African as far as their roots. Okay. But Jamaica is near America. What the fuck? What the fuck? I don't understand. Are you that stupid? I mean, who raised you? I'm on my TK shit. Who raised you? Hispanic that look like Hispanics that look like me and you. Yeah. They look like you just came out of fucking Africa. <laughs> right. I just feel like it's like based off of what you what you grew up around and what you're used to. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it pays to go out and branch into things. Cause on the East Coast, we're like a big ass melting pot. Like it's not above us to see a person anyways as adults. You see a person and you're just like, oh, so where you from? And they tell you just sitting in like, nah, but where you really from? Like, what's your nationality? That's the thing I think that happens on the East Coast. In the Midwest, I don't think they ask that shit. They don't, they don't ask you, like, what's your nationality? They just assume you black, you white, you Mexican. Yeah, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> real simple out there. Black, white, Mexican. That's it. Yeah, very simple. Very simple. And another thing I can't stand is when people ask me, when I ask certain people, when, when people ask me if I'm from Africa or whatever, I'm like, yeah, I guess my parents are from Africa. I was born here. And they'd be like, oh, you can, can you speak African? Uh, there's over a thousand languages in Africa. <laughs> what do we they think like it's like it like Africa is like the U.S. Like the U.S. is a country. Africa is a continent. We got it's many like tribes. We got tri- we got tribes within tribes, like me. I'm from the Yoruba tribe, and Nigeria got like 
over 100 tribes, literally. I'm not even playing. It's over 100 tribes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my parents, they're from two different tribes. My parent, my dad, he's Geesey and my mother's crew. So it's like they speak their own individual dialects. But it's like to, to have this conversation and even get in depth like that, it's like if you're not like familiar, it's kind of pointless to even talk about it. Because like you said, you'll meet somebody and they be like, oh, you speak African? Or you speak that shit like the cooking noise? And you just like, yo, you just look at them like, you dead ass right now? Like, you really serious? Like... It makes you just not even want to have a conversation, like the level of ignorance that's attached to being African, you know? Yeah, it's, it's real some, it's some real dumb shit. Like, I mean, a lot of dumb, a lot of dumb adults, like grownups, like, God damn, you didn't even know, you didn't know that? Like, like what the fuck? <laughs> What's wrong with you? I mean, you be on social media, all, like, for example, I was watching this on uh, one rapper, right? So-called conscious rapper, if you want to call him that. And, um... He was like talking about, yeah, white people in America wants 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 blacks to be fucked up. They want us to be in Africa on some on some on some on 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 some Wakanda shit. I'm like, first of all, Wakanda. I don't know if that is that's actual place in Africa called Wakanda, but in the Panther movie, Wakanda Africa was a prestige place. That was like Egypt. So what the fuck are you talking about? That that was a bad lyric. First of all, that lyric did not did not because I'm a lyrical connoisseur because I'm from the Bronx. That 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 as a lyrical connoisseur, that was that was not a good connection because Wakanda is not a place where you see poor people. You know what I'm saying? And 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 and, and as a so-called African, I was offended. I'm like, yo, bro, you're on the internet every fucking day. Uh, you you never seen footages of Africans of, of of Africa nowadays? Like you got countries, you got cities in Africa that'll knock New York and Boston out the fucking box just off the of image alone. Just off the of image alone. Look at Rwanda in East Africa. Them motherfuckers done raised up. <laughs> less COVID. Less co. Actually, Africa got less COVID. Uh, uh, um, COVID nineteen cases and the economy is booming. Now you got more people within the continent travel traveling amongst each other, constantly doing business with each other. Africa is doing better than here. Well, a lot of us over there is doing better than, than melanated people over here, for the most part. Yeah, like Africa is a whole. Africa is a whole vibe as a continent as a whole. It's lit out there. You know, people, they just naturally assume that Africa's just dirt poor because of the shit that they see on the National Geographic channel. And it's just like, nah, of course they're not going to show you a lit part. They don't want to do that because they want you to think that there's nothing there. There's so many resources in Africa. We just, we never really had the liquid assets and the leverage to really take ourselves where we needed to be. Like, uh, right now... It's a big thing where, like, you know, uh, a lot of Chinese investors are coming in and they try to capitalize off of what's going on in Africa. And it's a sad situation because, like, the way the rest of the world is so advanced, it shouldn't be as hard as it has been for Africa to catch up. But it's just it's something that definitely needs to happen because, like, Africa is, is a way. Yeah. And I think that we need to understand that. Now, have you ever caught... Court disrespect from from Africans themselves since we in the middle. <laughs> 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 
I just saw somebody um text me out on my Instagram page today. Like, oh, us Africans, we don't refer to ourselves as niggas, but you know, I don't expect you say you do. Like, oh, but I don't expect you to understand because you were born in America, so you don't know the true African culture. I was so tempted to comment back like, yo, my nigga, relax. <laughs> yo, I had I had that I had that because I had oh, Africans tell me that I'm not African because I was born here. And I had American, I had um, so-called black Americans tell me I'm not black or whatever, or I'm not American, whatever, so I'm, or I'm not African-American, whatever you want to call it. And I'm like, what the fuck am I then? So I'm like, you know what? Since my parents are from Africa and I'm from New York, I'm just going to call myself a new African. I'm a new African. And you, you're, uh, since you, and you, since your parents are from Boston, since your parents are from Africa, and you was born in Boston, you're a a a a a boss a boss or a boss <laughs> 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 The true definition of an African American because I really am. I'm an I'm an American that's African. That's it's just what it is. Like that's how I look at myself. And I just I'm on some shit. Like listen as. Africans, y'all just gotta accept how I am, and Americans, y'all gotta accept the shit too. Like the the fact that there's such a big gap that's like wedged in between us is probably why um both Africans and African Americans why we don't prosper. Like people try to make it seem like it's something separate when it's like nah. Like we really need to come together. Like I don't see you know well that's probably a bad example because. The rest of the world really doesn't like white Americans in general. But, yeah, I don't see, like, Polish people treating German people different, you know? Or French people treating Spaniards different. It's kind of like, yeah, we're from two different countries, but at the end of the day, they're still white. So I feel like the common denominator with us still being black should out-trump wherever it is that you're technically quote-unquote from. That shit shouldn't matter. We're still a part of the black race. Exactly, but exactly. What was I about to say? Damn, what was I about to say? Yeah, you're right, you're right. Oh, yeah, 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 you, you're right, because, um, yeah, yeah, I was about to say, with Africans, I, I, I tell people, Africans are not that, are not, us, me being in the middle, I figured out that Africans and African Americans are not that different. They're more the same than different because it's good and bad, especially when it comes to getting money from the white man. You know, like white, like like like, like black people don't want to. Like a lot of black Americans, they'll take thousands of dollars and millions of dollars and sell their ownership for for nigger pennies. Same thing with Africans. An African that never seen three hundred thousand dollars. Or never even seen a dollar, they were like, "I'll take that three hundred thousand dollars one time, and they'll sell their rights." But three, because three hundred thousand dollars in Africa goes a long way, it goes a long ass way. That's like what a couple of million, <laughs> maybe a million or some shit. I don't know, but it depends where you at in Africa. But mm-hmm. but um, in Ghana, three hundred thousand dollars might run you a million. In the in the poorest places in Africa, three hundred thousand dollars might run you way more than that. Anyway, but but um, an African is quick to sell out, just like an African American. As far as rights, ownership, 
Because you look at, because Africans get a lot of credit for coming to America for building businesses, right? But you look at the politics of Africa as far as economy, like you look at Ghana. Ghana is real big in producing cocoa plants where chocolate come from. But most of the people in Ghana don't, are not benefiting off of that because they export their they cocoa plants to the Europeans and they package it up and sell it back to them. And that's how a lot of people stay poor. That's why Ghana and different places in Africa, even though they're flourishing, is still not a good job market. You still got people out there looking for jobs, but all of a sudden, you know, entrepreneurs are just rising, but employees is not... If you're trying to look, if you're trying to go, that's why I tell people in America, that's why I tell brothers and sisters in America, if you're going to go to Africa, don't try to go to Africa look for a job. You got to make a job. Exactly. Exactly. If you go out there trying to make a job, look for a job, you're going to be back in America within six months. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Basically, so uh, tell us the uh, as far as your show, what, how's the feedback so far? You have a lot of fans, or um, are you struggling in, in, in um, building up a, a followership? Uh, so I wouldn't really consider them uh, fans, you know, because I'm a regular, normal person, just like you know, like the next average Joe or Jane. But do I have listeners? Yes. I, I, Of course, my friends and things you know from Boston, they tune in. And um, I have uh, listeners that obviously I've never met. Like, I'm in a couple different countries. So um, I've been getting um, some really good feedback. I think one of the things that I need to do, like, personally is become a bit more social. So um, it's very weird that I created a podcast because, like, I have all these things inside of my head and these great ideas, but I'm an introvert, right? So when it comes time to, like, post or, like, you know, maybe tweet and things like that, I'm not the best at social media. And I understand that we're living in the times where it's, like, word of mouth is secondary to social media platform. So I think my thing is right now I got to get out of my comfort zone and actually be more active on social media and engage more to create a, a stronger following. But I'm only, like, I drop my episodes every other week. So this is my fifth episode. So I've been doing it, like, like realistically, like, 10 weeks. So I don't think I'm doing bad, you know. I'm getting way more comfortable with, um, being on the uh, on the mic for my podcast because it's just me by myself. Like every now and then, I'll try to feature a guest, but I don't think people really understand. Like to do a solo podcast is very different from uh, doing like a, a podcast where it's two people or four people. Yeah, definitely it is. I never did a co. I never co-host. I mean, I used to have every now and then guest co-hosts, but yeah, you're right. It's different being a solo host compared to. Having one, two, three people with you. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to have a co-host, but niggas be bullshitting. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, that's one thing I have time for. Like, I don't want to start, you know, a, a, a venture with a person. And I'm like, okay, cool, this is what we're doing. And we introduce it to the world as us, too. But 
when it comes time for you to show up or carry your end, like, it just slacking. Like, I, I don't want to do that because then it makes me look bad, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, well, when you're in charge of your own house, man, you can do whatever you want to do, man. <laughs> you can do it. When you have your own stuff, you don't have to wait for nobody. Like, I'd rather just, like, all right, this is my shit, you know, if you want to. And that's another thing, too. Like, I feel like because it's a podcast and, you know, a lot of people have podcasts now, like, people don't think that it requires, like, any professionalism at all. Like, since I started my podcast, like, I've been hearing people like, oh, yeah, like, I should start a podcast. And I'm like, yo, go ahead. Be my guest. Like, doing it solo is it's different. It's just different. It's a lot of work. Well, I mean, even if you have a team on your, like, behind you, it's still, it's a lot of work and it's an art behind, like, podcasting. People just think that you just get on the mic and you just shoot the shit. Like, that's what it, we make it seem like, but it's still a lot of thought. It's still a lot of effort. Like, there's a lot of things that you have to do. And so, even when it comes to, like, having guests on my podcast, I'm like, hey, if you want to come and shoot the shit with me, I have no problem with that. But you're going to have to be professional about it. Like, don't text me if you know me. Or, you know, don't DM me if I've offered my email address to you. Like, let's try to be a little bit professional. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, okay. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and then afterwards, they quit, you know? I mean, I mean I've, been, I've been hosting before podcasting. I've been doing internet radio since 2006. But I've been doing video shows, cable action shows since before, like, during the MySpace days. So, okay, you're it, seasoned. Huh? I said you're well seasoned. Seasoned like Jadol Fries. You are seasoned. Yeah, but I still, I still, I'm just now getting paid off this shit. Really, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just now getting paid. But I love it though. But look how many years I've been in it and still haven't got paid till now. You know, but I, I love it though. I don't, I don't, I don't really like or care about money. It's just I rather if I'm gonna do something that I love doing, I might as well make money from it, so I don't have to get a regular job and or 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 or, or um. Do my regular hustle. I run the streets and I sell. I sell stuff. That's what I do for money. But I don't want to do that until I'm 65 years old. So I rather. <laughs> so I rather. I rather stop running the streets. You know, people get too caught up in money, too materialistic, especially Africans. Oh man. Let me say something positive about Africans. I'm sorry, but. <laughs> huh. You think Talking about everything that they want. I don't know. I've never dated an African before. You never, me either. Me either. Because uh, I know I would what to expect because they always want me soft talking about Gucci, Louis Prada, and all this design. They're mad materialist. I'm telling you. It's funny because I was talking to some of my black American friends and they were like, they were surprised when I told them that, yo, Africans get caught up in, they're more caught up in social social status than than African Americans. I can I see it in the movies too. And I and I and I see it by talking to them, you know, also. You know, and I'm like like for example, <laughs> I was in a laundry mat, right? I'm trying to sell some socks and this one woman 
she said she's from Ghana, and I told her I'm I'm Nigerian or whatever, and she was like, "Oh, most Nigerian men I know they don't do what you do. They they most most Nigerian men I know they doctors, they lawyers. I'm like, miss, you don't even know, you don't even know if I'm doing this." To, to pay for college or law school or medical school. You don't even ask questions. You don't even care to ask questions. Like, West Africans could be so dumb. I, f- I feel like smacking them. I'm sorry. I mean, they, they, they could be the dumbest motherfuckers you could find in this world. Certain West African people. I'm telling you. We talk about African Americans. Oh, man. They be lost sometimes. Oh, man. West African be- Some West African people... They just be lost. Like, like this one brother, right? He he's a barber, right? African dude. He was he he couldn't believe or he couldn't accept the fact that you had black people in America way before slavery. And I was he was like, oh, how they got here? I was like, boats, ships, nah. So okay, so you believe that a white man? took a bunch of black motherfuckers and put them on a boat and brought them to America. But you cannot believe a bunch of black motherfuckers built their own boats or ships and came to America by themselves? <laughs> that kind of bothered me. That kind of bothered me. People, they just have one track mind. It's like they think what they think and that's all that they care about. Other than that, they're just like, yeah, I don't want to hear it. It's the same thing. That's why I said Africans and African-Americans or more same than different. <laughs> I'm telling you, us being in the middle, we know that, yo. Know? Like <laughs> anyway, let's say something nice about Africans and African Americans. Let's say something nice. <laughs> Cause I don't want to feel that people are watching. They're gonna be like, oh, what's wrong with these motherfuckers? Fuck these niggas. Uh-uh. These motherfuckers are no good oh. Can you imagine? <laughs> I'm sorry. I love Africans and Africans. I, I love the fact that um, Africans, they are very proud. They're very proud people. I, I have that instilled in me. Like, I'm very proud of where I'm from. Like, even when it wasn't okay to be African, it was just like, I am who I am. We're proud. We're resilient. We are fly. We're flashy. We feel ourselves. When we step in the room, we're like, you just feel it. You feel the, you feel the presence. Like, there's no way that, like, and, and we big ourselves, we big each other up a lot. We definitely big each other up a lot. As far as African-Americans, we're very resilient. I feel like African-Americans are very resilient, and I love that about them. And they're very welcoming, even though, like, you know, we were talking about, like, you know, how Africans and African-Americans, they have their own, like, preconceived notions. African-Americans, they're real welcoming. Like, they don't, they they accept everybody. I love that about them. They might talk a little shit, but I mean, Africans do too, but they're still very welcoming people. Exactly, exactly. I'm trying I'm trying to think of a nice thing to say about both parties. You know what? I've been hurt a lot by both sides. <laughs> I've been hurt a lot by both sides. I'm telling you, both sides done fucked me up. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Long, I'm hurt, sister. I'm hurt. <laughs> it'd be like that sometimes but I love the African movies though we were talking about the African movies earlier oh my god I love them 
my gosh, they are so freaking dramatic. <laughs> Yo, so they... freaking dramatic. Yeah, they are. They're funny though. I love watching it. You know, what would be my favorite part on the African movies when the lady she poisons the food, and then she anytime she poisons it, she always tastes it to make sure there's enough poison in it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be my favorite part of the African movie. Like, girl, how you eating the poison if you don't die this? It wasn't enough in it, huh? Got you. Yeah, I was watching a lot of African movies during the lockdown and before the lockdown. This is one actor from Ghana. He been he been in Nigerian movies too, the Nollywood movies and Gollywood movies. His name is Bombshell. This nigga is dumb funny. He be like. Oh, what the bombshell. Everything he says is bombshell. Whether he's sad, mad, or whether he look at a or whether he's excited about looking at a girl, a good looking girl, he'd be like, How you doing, sweetie? You a bombshell. Then when he get mad, he'd be like, What what the what kind of bombshell is this? Yo, you gotta see yo, you gotta see him. Yo, this dude is dumb funny. This is this is an African movie that I like called um <coughs> Miss Um what's it called? What's it called? It's called uh, Miss Governor, where you have a Nigerian woman who is the assistant of the governor of Savannah. And um she well the governor passed away, he got killed in a car accident, and she became governor. And yeah, but but the behind the scene cats, the other politicians, the high rank politicians, didn't want her to become governor at first, and they and they were trying to uh, uh, um, get her impeached. So it, it gives you the ins and outs of the corruption of of the Nigerian government. Like I'm like, damn, they back up, they that corrupt over there. Yeah. Oh, it gets crazy. It gets it gets crazy. Like, I don't know. Uh, I know with my country, um, there was a, a guy, his name was Charles Taylor. Like, while he was running shit in um, Liberia, he turned it upside down. Like, that's how we had our civil war going all throughout the 90s. Like, in Africa, everything is a money thing. It's a money thing. It's a money thing. That's why I said they, they're so caught up in social status. It's a money thing. Yeah, whoever got enough money to grease whoever's palms, that's how you stay in office, and that's how you get things done. Yeah, it's crazy. Africa is they real big on connections. They're real big on who you know. Here in America too, but definitely in Africa, it's like you could go through customs with a machine gun, probably if you know the right person. Yeah, I believe it. That shit is crazy. But you know, hopefully one day it gets better. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. The right people got got to run it. I mean, Africans got to stop licking the white man's booty hole, first of all. They got to... <laughs> you think so? That's where they're getting their money from. That's why a lot of these countries are developed. You know, nowadays, you know? Like you got Echo Atlantic and um that they building in in Nigeria near Lagos. Mm-hmm. That 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 city has been um invested funded by Europeans. Mm-hmm. 
Probably maybe some Africans, but definitely Europeans. Yeah, it's it's a complicated. Well, not not saying it's a complicated thing. It's just a sad situation. I just was. I can't wait for the day where Africa just stands independently on their own too. It's just pretty much what it boils down to. Exactly, and I'm waiting for African Americans too to stand to stand on their own. It's, it's it's too much. It's too much. I'm tired of motherfuckers telling me your victory. You need to get picked up. Your show's good. It needs to get picked up by who? I don't want to fucking sell no rights to no motherfucking big corporations. I'm keeping it where it is. Listen, I'm already in the white man's house. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Anchor. Okay? Owned by white people. Okay? That's a fact. Come on. I don't need to be I don't need to be in the White House within the White House. Okay? <laughs> Leave me alone. When 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 we when we gonna have our own shit? When we all got to have our own shit, our own infrastructure, that's what we That's what we don't have, Africans and African-Americans. These celebrities, they have the money to be able to fund it. They just choose not to. They choose not to, exactly. Or it could be Illuminati. To fund everything, everything it is that we want to do. They got enough money to do it. They just choose not to. You think so, or you think? Do you think is is, uh, or do you think maybe they're down with some secret society like Illuminati, and they can't really do that? <laughs> be honest, I don't even think a lot of people's bag is big enough to be in the Illuminati. <laughs> yeah, true. You got people that's thousandaires that could make it happen. If you yeah. make if you make a hundred thousand a year doing whatever, you could create your own infrastructure and have people help you out. And you know what I'm saying? That's my goal is to have our own infrastructure. Mm-hmm. But um, thank you, my sister, for being on the show. It's been entertaining talking to you. No problem, no problem. You know, I gotta make sure I I get an episode so I can be able to have. Come and return a favor. Exactly, exactly. Yep. That's what we got to do. So, how can people um reach you? Yeah, so if you go to Instagram and type in P underscore D is in dog A T underscore P, my page pops up and everything you need is right here. You can also type in hashtag <coughs> pop that person. And I should be the first link that pops up as well. Okay, my sister. Thank you for being on the Grind This Mix Safe show. Much success to you. No problem. Thank you for having me. Same. I wish the best to you as well. Definitely. Yo, peoples. Um, thank y'all for listening to the Grind Ethics Mix Safe show. Um, you can follow me on Grind Ethics Mix Safe show at Gmail. No, Grind Ethics Mix Safe show at Instagram. Or Grind Ethics Media at Instagram. And um, if you like this episode, hey, I'll be very grateful if anyone could bless me with a, a small donation. My link is Grind Ethics Cash App. Grind Ethics Cash App. And I'm out, peoples. And remember, tell a friend to tell a friend that is all about the motherfucking grind. Basically. <laughs>